Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. We're back. We're baby. back in the year 2024. That's crazy. Yeah, it shouldn't be, right? Like it seems it seems like it's still like 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it's uh time is meaningless now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just circling the drain, Tom, you know. The, the, you know like the is. world was encased in ice like a Frozen sequel. Yeah. Wait, did that happen in a Frozen sequel? Yeah, it did. Probably. Yeah, I think you're I don't right, know what probably. else would happen in a Frozen sequel. I don't know. She'd go skiing. Yeah, right. Hello, everyone. Skiing, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Uh, welcome to another episode of Hypecast. Hypecast, Hypecast. It's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things 2024. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm the other one, David Bell, 2024 version. That's right. Mm. New and improved. The future. Future Dave. Yeah. Future 2024 day. is officially the future. We can start saying we're living in the future. Yeah, I think so too. Like, whoever think, thought um, the year 2024 would happen? What's the uh, What's the Back to the Future year? Was that 2015? Oh yeah, we 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 went we blown by Back to the Future too, Dave. That is that is the year where I'm like, that's the future officially. Um, so we've been in it for a while. What movies take place in 2024? Movies probably a lot that take place in 2024 google knows google knows um i you know i don't give a shit <laughs> oh the 13th floor tom the 13th floor we're finally there oh hell yeah we're in the year that the 13th floor took place that's pretty cool apparently so did lake placid legacy which wasn't made this year why is it why, why would lake placid Le- well it was made 2018 what what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you need to flash forward six years? I don't know. Why? I guess we have to I watch that. Know. I guess we have to watch oh, Lake Placid. Shit. What is it called? Lake Placid Legacy. Yeah, I guess we gotta uh, you watch know what it. Else? You know what else takes place in 2024? No. Highlander 2, The Quickening. Yeah, it does. Hell yeah. Mm. Oh, that's Okay, all we so needed. today I'm starting my project where I'm going to watch Highlander 2 every day of 2024. Yep. Of course. And see how it compares to my day-to-day life. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, how was your holiday? It was great, Dave. It was great. You see any movies? No. 
<laughs> Not a single one. I didn't watch a fucking thing. That's amazing. Uh, I'll tell you because we did a year end. We did, if you recall. I have a movie that I would have added to that and might have even made maybe not top five, um, but it would have been on my top 10. Uh, and I watched it on an airplane. That movie is called Theater Camp. I finally watched Theater Camp. Uh, I okay. really enjoyed it. Cool. That's all. That's all I have to say. Yeah, about I, had, that. I haven't gotten to any of my movies yet. I just I didn't watch anything. Yeah. So I watched <laughs> Past Lives. I also watched the new Haunted Mansion. Sure. Um, on a plane as well. I should note that I was on mushrooms, and that was fun. The new Haunted Mansion. Who's in that? It's um, um, Lakeith Stanfield, Danny DeVito. Lakeith Stanfield. He is Owen playing Wilson. it real. Lakeith Stanfield is playing it real weird, and he's a delight. Um, some some like good dynamics because he's playing it. Lakeith Stanfield is playing it like he's almost like just bored with the movie, uh, <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. He always does. Also, he he always makes interesting choices. So, yeah, and I just need to finally say I also watched Asteroid City, also on mushrooms, which did not save the movie for me. The it was pretty, but that movie's got very little going on. That's a real divisive movie. It is. It's very. It's trying to be very artistic. Like it's like weird and meta. Uh, it's very pretty. It looks great. Uh, again, especially on mushrooms, but it um I just didn't get much out of it at the it was sort of an ending where I went okay and and why did i why did I watch this all right um, thanks thanks i guess that's my that's my review so, <laughs> thanks i guess <laughs> yeah it was like cool that was fine perfect it was review fine. it was fine it was fine yeah you should you should watch those movies uh and then uh, you know. And a hype cast down the line, you can you can give quick reviews as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What else is new? Anything else new? No. Nothing <laughs> at all. All right, that's fair. We don't have a guest, by the way. We folks. don't. I don't yeah, know you might have noticed it. that there's not a third voice. We're just um, we just didn't fucking feel like it. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, we didn't. Yeah, we're back. It's we're back. listen. We're, we're back we're from we're back from the break. The holidays. In. The holidays are tough. Yeah. Nobody wants to do anything, so it's just me and Dave. Me and Dave. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we didn't even try for people like just just so people know, it's not that we're not cool and that nobody likes us. We didn't try. We didn't ask anybody because we didn't we didn't fucking want to. You know, like it's just we're just yeah, like you said, holidays. So yeah, it's cool. It's an easy show back. That's all. That's all. We'll be yeah. back with guests next week. We don't even have, like, we have trailers, but, like, most of these trailers are, are like, sh- fucking whatever, man. <laughs> like, they're not bad. Don't get me wrong. They're not bad. Like, cast 2024. No, like, fucking whatever, man. But there's no, like, there's no, nothing huge from this list. I don't know. It's, uh, so that's the episode. Should we pick trailer? <laughs> or trailers? Should we shake uh, producers? Sure. <laughs> All right. Hold on, let me open the dock with the with the producers on it. That'd Big be a, old that'd be a good idea. You. Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. Big twenty twenty four. Thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you so much. Thank you to a bag full of bags. Thank you. Thank you to Eric Thank you so much. Mercer. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew. Follow me on OnlyFans. Follow me on OnlyFans at Andrew Howe loves Andrew McGuire Howe. Thank you. Can do. 
Thank you to Andrew McGuire. Thanks, Andrew Howe is a swell guy. Hey, thank you. Yeah, get these two together. Thank you to Asking Seven. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Thank you. Thank you to Brito. Wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska, because he loves y'all. Pick it up. Thank you to buy TikTok superstars Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia, out now wherever books are sold. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. And thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank you. All right, Dave. I went to a, All right, a Dave. Barnes... I went to a Barnes and Noble, Tom, and I saw Jason's book in it. Oh yeah, it was wild. It was mm. fucking wild. Did you buy what it? Are you gonna say? Did you buy it? No, no, I already have it. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah. They, they're just been. there. They just have them on 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 bookstore shelves. It's weird. It's fuck. It's weird. Yeah. With a name on it and everything. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about some trailers. Yeah. Uh, this just dropped like today, like this morning, uh, when we're recording this. That is the first Omen. Uh, they've been threatening to make this for a while. We've we've been hearing about a new omen. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, just, just so we're on the same page. Every omen sequel has been bad, right? Every single one. I watched two of them recently. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever seen the sequels. They're they're not. I so may I, I a, may have seen the one with part of the one with Sam Neill in it as like grown up Damien. That's the one I've seen the least. So I I had watched four which is the one after sam neill i watched that as a kid a lot and i remember it being very good and then i watched it recently was like oh whoops nope not good at all very bad and i watched omen two and they're both boring they're just real boring um omen four is omen four has a man getting hit by a um a uh a a fucking construction ball what am i thinking a wrecking ball. ball Wrecking Ball, Jesus Christ! You know, dude. like the Miley um, Cyrus song. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, but they even I mean the the did you like the remake? I thought the remake was fine. You know, it's you know, unnecessary, but <laughs> the remake was probably the best continuation since the original, um, and it's not great. No, it's not. I like the casting. Yeah, it's yeah. it's basically just recasting the original movie. Uh, it, it, yeah. You know, it's. Liam Shriver, great Gregory Peck. Sure, every, Don't get me every, wrong. Every, David Lewis, good, um, oh, good David yeah. Warner. Yes, uh, you know it's it's okay. It just it's it's one of those remakes where I'm like, why did you make this? Like, it's just it's yeah. it's so close to the original. It's really just they, like it's like watching like another like a revival of a Broadway show where it's the same show just with a different cast. Right, except they crammed in jump scares. They sure um, did in the remake. It. That's yeah. That's the thing about the first Omen. It's like, it's kind of Final Destination. Um, it which is. People forget. Yeah. It's and Final Destination with the devil. <laughs> yeah, and then it's also kind of just about atmosphere and like the general creepiness, and of course the soundtrack. Um, this is all to say that this trailer looks good. What do you think? I think this is a good trailer. It does a yes. cool thing where the entire trailer is in reverse, and that's a really fucking cool idea. Yes, and it implies that there's some very strong choices going to be made making the movie, which I I think is very necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the director is not someone I had ever heard of. Um, Arcacia, Arcacia Stevenson. Um, they directed. They've done episodes of Legion. They did a short called Vessels. Um, I don't know this person. 
I know. Briar Patch, another TV. They've done a oh, lot of Oh, I remember TV. we covered Briar Patch on Hypecast, but I haven't watched it. That's the, uh, I think that's the um, Rosario Dawson show, right? Okay. This is all to say that, like, they, they might as well have done nothing um, because I just, I, I don't, they, I've never seen their shorts. <clears throat> and, like, TV directing, I feel like, is a little, I, I, I don't know how involved they were, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but this, I don't know, it, it from what imagery we get and the reverse stuff, it feels like they have the right idea for what the vibe of this should be. Um, but it's all kind of, you know, we kind of need more information. Yeah. Again. Also, so it's, he's in there. Yeah. He, he Ralph sure. Innocent. That's true. Ralph. Yeah. They stick him in all sorts of anything. It's like old timey or creepy. Anytime you need and a they, creepy dude with a British voice, then yeah, throw him in there. He's, he, he's that guy for the next 10 years. Oh yeah, he's been in so much period horror now. Yeah, like I've noticed that they just toss him in every period horror film. Yeah, he's a perfect fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have still aftershocks from uh the latest Exorcist movie. Yeah. So I'm like not. I'm pretty pessimistic on a new Omen movie. I, I mean, it, it's not a re a reboot, but I mean it's a it's a prequel, so it's like almost just as bad. So, yeah, uh, just like also, con- conceptually, I'm not excited about this movie. The only thing I have to say is the trailer is good. It's a good trailer. It's a very good trailer, which I I just think that's the best thing they could do. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I, I I I'm with you where it's like the Omen is one of those stories where it's kind of it 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 doesn't really need a sequel. Like the, it doesn't the the, the, the Damien sequels were bad because it's just like we already told the story it was a very simple story um and everything the it's like kind of the ending of the matrix where it's like the point is to not show what happens next it's to imagine what happens right next, yeah right? that's kind of the part of the power of the ending is requiring the audience to imagine what happens next yeah and it seems like much like the exorcist ones where they have to just if they if they just do like okay it's a new exorcism then that just to me makes the devil look like an idiot where it's like, Oh, they just keep trying and failing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's with like, like, Oh, it's a new son of the devil and this doesn't work out. And it's like, well, oh. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's already stupid as hell, right? It's like the devil's going to possess one random kid and one random family in Washington, DC, like of all places of all times, you know, like it's already kind of like, okay. So, like, right. the, the, so the, the idea that it's happening multiple times is like, think, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Right, and so, like, I, I, I guess I have a question, and I, I sure. bet there's an answer, um, like a valid answer. Are there many, or can you think of any very good horror sequels that don't, that aren't just fun or silly? Meaning that, like, Friday the 13th, we love the sequels because they're dumb. Halloween, we love the sequels because they're they're silly or campy, or they just halloween 3 they just tell a new story um are there any sequels that are like wow this was also scary and good and added to it hmm i would say ouija too but that's only because that was a unique circumstance right yeah but Um, i mean it still counts but it also was a prequel you're right so there could i mean Uh, if it's just the the 
the variable there, the X factor there was it was a good filmmaker. It was Mike Flanagan. So like, yeah, if exactly. this is a good filmmaker that's making the first Omen, maybe it's going to be another Ouija origin of evil, which by yeah, all rights should have been a terrible ass movie, but it's fucking good. That's my hope here. I just, it occurs to me that uh, the only other one I could think of is Dr. Sleep, which is again, Mike Flanagan. Yep. Um, it's very rare. It feels like to have a horror movie that then makes a sequel that is also scary and like serious. I, I like, again, like evil dead Two. again, that's it's over the top. Is there, you know, like, I guess people could say the conjuring Two, but come on. Conjuring two is Go bad. Watch the con- it's bad. Yeah. Or insidious Two, but those are all kind of the same thing over and over again. Uh, so I would argue that, if yeah, I'm like, really struggling. I can't think of. I can't pull one right now. Right. I mean, if I would. You, I, I would guess, argue that the Friday ones are significant because they created Jason, but like, they're not scarier than the first one is. Exactly. Exactly. Like the only way it seems like to successfully do it is to just go silly. Um, or to well, go the Exorcist three because it has the jump scare. Has that one moment, but the movie itself, that movie itself, isn't particularly like. I don't remember that movie. I just remember that jump scare. Yeah. But it's all to say that they are very, even if there are some, there's not that many. Um, it just fundamentally isn't like a thing. Which right. No, you're right. It's. I think it's because part of the horror of a horror movie is the surprise. Exactly. The right. And that was the thing we talked about before, where invariably what ends up happening is they start hammering out the lore and the origin of like, the monster or demon or ghoul or whatever it is, which the only thing that serves to do is make it less scary. Right. It's interesting to me because like you can have a million action scenes, you know, you can have four John wicks and every single one of them's entertaining, even though intellectually we know this is stupid, right? Like what, why is this keep happening to poor John wick? Whereas in horror movies, it feels harder for us to like pretend to be like, nah, let's just pretend the first one. It's a different type of entertainment, right? Like you're it the, is. The, the, the entertainment of action is a choreography, right? Yeah. I mean, at least in a John Wick movie. Um, right. And it, like you said, horror is about surprise. So when you start making more sequels about the same thing and you start telling us all about its nature, it's it becomes less, there's no more surprises. So we're not, it's, you know, it. it's just, all you can do is jump scares at that point. <laughs> Right, that that is really it. So I don't know, man. I hope they find a good story to tell with this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's the only again the only thing I have to say about it is has a good trailer. All right, I well, like the let's Omen. Move on. Um, I really the Omens were my favorite. Oh, the Omen the rocks, dude. It's great. It. Yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. And so, like, I, this trailer. Check out the trailer. The trailer is pretty sweet. It's. Good. I really hope the movie is good because I would love another Omen. Um, like a good one. Sure. I love that. Sure. Yeah. I just sure. don't. Yeah. I don't envy this person's task. Well, I haven't heard um, anything about this. This trailer sort of came out of nowhere for, for me. So that's not great. But again, it's a very oh, no good shit. trailer. It is. Uh, let's talk about lift. Let's do it. This is, is this seriously called lift? It is. What is, why? Why is it called lift? That's the title they all <laughs> decided on before they went to lunch. Yeah, you're right. I, it's not. It's more just like nothing about this trailer made me think lift, and it's one of those 
Oh, they mean they mean lift like a like pickpocket, like you lift something. They don't they? They mean both. Like Kevin Hart, this is a Kevin Hart heist movie that's premiering on Netflix next week. On a plane. Um, on a plane, and he says, "Okay, lift." When they increase the altitude of the plane in the trailer, uh, so they put the line in the trailer. But yes, it's also like you said, it's a it's a pickpocket. Yeah, I got notes about the title alone because I think this <laughs> like this is going to be in a year from now you'll see the word lift and go like what was that movie? Like was it an elevator movie? Like it's just not you need to you need like if Oh you, yeah, this right, is this wanna, is this is going to be a bar trivia question in 10 years for sure. Right. So what are what do we know about heists? They're about money, right? Right? So Usually. what if we Right. So and then this takes place on a plane. So why not just money plane, Tom? See, that's a movie. But they made that movie already, and it's a masterpiece. Uh, they should exactly. They should keep making it. Anyway, Kevin Hart Netflix action. I feel like people without looking already know exactly what this trailer looks like. Yeah, it's another. Um, we have a bit in the notes here where we both kind of land on the same thing, where it's got that sort of Netflix blockbuster sheen to it. Um, yeah. which is hard to describe, but you probably know what I'm talking about if you've watched a lot of these on Netflix. Just yeah. the general way they all are, they look and they're lit and they're shot. They all sort of look the same. And it's kind of, in my opinion, become like a visual shorthand for what a big movie, quote unquote, like a blockbuster looks like now. Sort of in the same way that like they would throw the record scratch noise into a trailer to let you know it was a comedy. Like, I bet you're wondering oh, how yeah. I got here. And it's also well, like the director of the 2003 Italian Job remake. So it just has this real milk toast blockbuster, like early aughts, four quadrant blockbuster, PG-13 blockbuster look to it that is just the boringest, most forgettable like there's no yes. there's no fingerprints on this what's there's no fingerprints of any artist whatsoever on any of these uh, movies so they just sort of look right. like uh, just really glossy candy i guess it's glossy junk food um, yeah it's bright colors yeah uh, it's that bright netflix look with the slight blue tint every it really does feel like we've relapsed to early 2000s mm-hmm. blockbusters like this looks like I Spy, you know. It has that same aesthetic where it's like the technology is like shiny, um, like like shiny and gray, and it looks like everything's a cartoon almost. Like there's not a smudge on anything. It doesn't look like real life, um, and the camera's like zooming around through it in unrealistic ways. It it's it's sad because like I would argue this, there are good movies that have this aesthetic. Sure. Um, I think that the like um, Bullet Trade was a lot of fun. That was a fun movie. Yeah, that was okay. But they all, like you're saying, they all kind of bleed together. And like this movie, it's like there's nothing. It feels like it's just it part is... of some broader design for them to say like we put out. We we like it feels like they're all like shooting on the same sets and cameras, oh, yeah. and they're just like mass producing these movies. And they got like Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds, and they like sit them down and they go like. Okay, so read these lines for this movie. Read these lines for this other movie. Like, it just feels like it's the most mass-produced, like it's made on conveyor belt exactly. it's, it's version it's, of two, it's twofold, because it's not just the look. It's that also every big movie, quote-unquote, every blockbuster now is an action comedy. Yes. Like, all the Marvel movies, they have the same little snarky Marvel tone. And every big four-quadrant blockbuster released in the past 10 years, for the most part, has tried to copy that 
same tone with varying degrees of success. Um, right. But the end result is that what you said, they all bleed together <laughs> for yeah. the most part. And they're all like about a fucking heist. That's the other thing. Like there, I feel Are like they? there's like, t- it feels like there's 10 of these. Cause again, they, they love like crime comedy. It's just like, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, they all are like, it just feels like they're doing like spies and heists a lot. Um, uh, maybe, I don't know. That's, that's, I think that's a, it's a good, it's this, a good, they're, cause they're rogues, right? So it's a good vehicle for action yeah, comedy. For sure. Um, and so like the plots bleed together, you know? Um, right. Like red, what was that called? Red notice. Fuck. The Ryan what Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, a Gal Gadot movie from last year. I mean, I believe you. And then like the the gray man, it's it, it's like the same six actors making the same yeah. movies for Netflix. They all bleed together. It feels like this a one drift. has Kevin Hart in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We haven't even talked about what the movie's about because who gives a shit? It's just he's like, putting together just... a team of people we don't recognize and Billy Magnuson. Uh, right. to steal a plane full of money. I mean, it looks like in a vacuum, it looks fine enough. Fine. Like I, I would watch this movie. It has people I like in it. It looks, it looks fun enough. It looks low stakes. Like nobody's like, nobody's going to get hurt in this movie. It's just going to be a fun little action comedy. Um, it's just outside of a vacuum. It's there's so many of these released yeah. by Netflix specifically too, that it's hard to parse them and it's hard to get, ex- it's hard to get interested in them. Absolutely. Like this, I'm, I'm already fucking sick of talking about this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, we can move Everybody on. just close your eyes and picture it. You know exactly what yep, it looks like. You got it. You nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. Yep. Um, this next one, I guess I'm excited for. I'm it's pretty, just a pretty, teaser. pretty into this one. I've been reading about it, but yeah. Uh, okay, this is uh, Spichemin. Spichemin. <laughs> yeah. Spichemin. <laughs> Spaceman. It's Spaceman with Adam Sandler. When I heard there was a Spaceman Adam Sandler, I was like, I can't wait for that funny, goofy. Oh, uh, you thought it was going to be like Rocket Man with Harlan I Williams? Thought, <laughs> I thought we'd have fucking Rob Schneider as a racist uh, character. We like may alien. yet. We may yet have Rob Schneider yep. as a racist alien. But this is like a serious movie about an astronaut? Yeah. Um, And it, it's, I can't tell like if it's because it sounds like it's about um, someone becoming the uh, like, it's a, it's a, well, the, it's like the, the official plot synopsis is he's an astronaut on a mission. He is suspecting. Okay, so he is for, in space. I think so. All right. Um, well, he's on some kind of mission anyway. Uh, he maybe he's on Earth in his spacesuit. But uh, the, anyway, the, the 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 synopsis of the movie is that his marriage is in trouble. Okay. Um, and he's he's says... worried about his marriage, and he starts talking to this alien life form that's stowed away in oh. his craft. That's awesome. Yeah, because the synopsis is about a guy, an orphaned as a boy and raised in the Czech ca- countryside by his grandparents, overcomes his odds to become the country's first astronaut. And uh, when I read that, I was like, is this a biography about someone? Like, does he not go to space in this? Are the shots we think of him, like, just in his backyard? But... That sounds more interesting, what you described. Yeah. Um, Paul Dano is, I think, the alien. He's the alien, yeah. Yeah. Carrie Mulligan's there. Adam Sandler. And it's uh, it's the director directed, um, I don't know if all of Chernobyl, five episodes of Chernobyl. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. 
they they did a lot of music videos like that they, they they they're more of a like a tv music video director no i know but, i know i know the director i like oh. I, I know who he is he is johan rank yeah um yeah he's i think he i think he directed his own music videos didn't he like wasn't he a musician anyway <laughs> that, that might be the case i'd have to look him up again um i don't know this is fucking all chernobyl this... rocks so i'm pretty excited for this whatever this is he's doing like a voice right um paul dano or adam sandler no, like, whoever's is it adam sandler doing the trailer voice no and the the only voice we hear in the trailer is the alien okay that would explain yeah why. that's paul dano yeah um yeah i mean again this is like what 30 seconds and it's just a shot yeah of it's just a brief Sandler. teaser but like yeah he's he's got a pregnant wife back at home played by carrie mulligan who he's he thinks his marriage is falling apart and he starts talking to this alien while he's on his mission like that's what i that's what i have read uh, about the synopsis of this movie what if the in, uh, the aliens an incel it's just he gets radicalized. Starts by, giving him like, Jordan Peterson alien. YouTube videos to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks good. I can't wait to talk about it more when there's more trailer, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm pretty excited for this movie. Me too. I, I, I like the idea of Adam Sandler doing an interior drama. And I also like that it's sci fi, like with an alien and, and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm it into does this. Seem cool. Uh a quick quick uh, uh redaction, Johan Rank did did not direct his own music videos just for very uh, famous people like Madonna and Robbie Williams and things like that. And ABBA. And ABBA, also very famous group. Yeah. He is himself Swedish. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, anyway, we can move on. <clears throat> Expats. 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 Um, this has got uh, the, uh, Mrs. Nicole AMC, Kidman. the AMC lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, heartbreak um, feels good. When yep. you lose your child in a crowd, this this movie, <laughs> this where you I was unclear. This trailer felt like it had a lot of noise, and I was like trying to figure out like what the plot was in the noise. It seems um, like there's two main characters. There's this younger woman and Nicole Kidman, who is married and has children and is living in in Hong Kong, uh, hence the title Expats. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure she has some sort of relationship with the younger woman. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, the trailer's a little unclear. Um, but they she loses one of her young children in a big crowd um, outside. And it seems as though the movie takes place over a long, a, a decently long period of time. Not like a decade, but maybe a couple of years. Yeah. Because it, it gets to a point where like her husband's like, we need to leave. And she's like, if we leave Hong Kong, we're abandoning our kids. So it seems like the kid's still missing and they're dealing with that. And then also it's I like, thought, but... it's dovetailing. It seems to be dovetailing with a storyline about this younger woman, but the trailer really obscures what her storyline is just sort of like tells us that she's a character who's present in this story. It doesn't really tell us anything about her. And then there's, there's also a a little bit, but we're not sure if it's because of she's, she feels guilt about something, but we're not sure if it's because of the kid disappearing. And then there's also a a storyline about Nicole Kidman and her husband are very wealthy people and they have housekeepers. And there's also uh, a storyline with her housekeeper. Um, Right. It, it this this trailer, I mean, it looks like all the performances look good, and it, it looks like it's about a lot of really difficult subjects and emotions. But like the trailer 
Um, it's it's almost too vague. Yeah, the trailer's almost yeah. too vague. <laughs> Yeah, you're describing it like it's a dream, you know. Yeah, like, so and then this person's there. We tend to like we we obviously we come down all the time on trailers that give away too much, but like this one is like I need a little bit more. Yeah, I need to know what the basic fucking story. <laughs> it's like the basic is. story. It's like really, yeah. it's like really vague. Yeah, you're, you're like you said, dreamlike. It wasn't just me. Yeah, I I think so. My guess is that the kid actually died. And when she Possibly, says we're yeah. abandoning him, she means almost like spiritually. Right. He's, his spirit's in, here and we're leaving it. Yeah, no, I get that too. Yeah. And I think that woman is guilty because I assume she accidentally killed the kid. But I'm Well, she's with them in the crowd. She's with it. them in the crowd when it happens. So may, it, maybe she right. was supposed to be helping watch him or something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't fucking know. It looks of a trailer. Good. Yeah, it looks good, but it's on the back of my fucking list right now because I'm like, I'm going to need you to tell me what your movie is about. Oh, I mean, yeah, unless this starts getting some buzz, I will almost certainly forget about it, unfortunately. Right. Like, there's not enough in the trailer to really tell me what this is going to be. Yeah, I feel bad because of exactly what you said, which is like a trailer not saying much is often good. But I think it... I think for like a horror, that's true. Um, maybe a comedy, but like a drama, it's like I'm gonna it's need def- to know what the story it's is. It's definitely easier for a genre film because <laughs> you just need yes. you just need to kind of get a vibe across for a genre. Yeah, film. for sure. Yeah, this I'm like just a little more, just a just explain it a little bit, and yeah. then again, it's called Expats, which is also like. I don't know. Oh, God damn it. Could mean anything. The fucking... Could be interpreted any number. I mean, you know, it's people who are living in in countries other than where they are citizens. So, the synopsis is a look at the personal and professional lives of a tight-knit group of expatriates living in Hong Kong. So, it is, I think, like an anthology. I think it's like Crash, right? It's going to be like a bunch of stories. Oh. Um, But you can... They can also say that somehow. You know, I don't know. Still still feels unclear from the trailer that it would be that. Yeah, we can move on. All right, to Cult Killer. This is a trailer <laughs> that I absolutely <laughs> think is hiding something, right? Oh, man. Antonio Banderas is in one scene. He's in two. There's a scene. Oh, there, okay. there's, there's, all, there's, a, there's the scene where he's talking to, excuse me. There's a scene where he's talking to Alice Eve um in a cafe where they get all of the dialogue clips from and then there's also an action scene that he seems to be part of <laughs> okay you got the same vibe right where yes where like antonio banderas seems to be uh, in this movie very little and they're trying to milk as much of his performance as they can for the trip he's yeah if the if you look at the poster he's in the front and she's in the back and i'm like can i i'll just say because this shouldn't this isn't this shouldn't be a spoiler the first sentence of the synopsis is when a renowned private investigator is murdered his protege takes on the case gee i wonder who he's gonna play yeah like probably the guy that gets murdered exactly (laughs) in like the first 15 minutes so i bet he's there in flashbacks but also like don't you just get the vibe that this is like it felt like it was a comedy that they were hiding that was a comedy it felt like there's something about this trailer that or something about this movie that they don't want us to know it's cut and they had it's to cut, cut very around. strangely like you know you can notice you've probably noticed listener if you've watched a trailer and you hear the dialogue you you, you you've probably noticed before where a trailer has clearly truncated dialogue uh 
where you, what I mean is like you hear a character say a line in a trailer and you can tell something, the line's been shortened. Something's been cut out of the yeah, line. Yeah, there's just like to, two lines right, put Just together. to get like a line across, right? To get something across. And when you see the finished movie, you're like, oh, okay, there was a little bit more there, but I, you know. Um, most of this trailer is that. Like most yes. lines, most dialogue you hear in this trailer, you hear off screen and you hear the cuts in them. They've been they've this this the the audio the dialogue that's in this trailer has been very heavily edited in in an, in a way that was noticeable to me. <laughs> so. Yes, and that's not so this isn't necessarily a bad thing because no. you know what movie famously had trailers like this? Maybe not famously, but famously to me, Fight Club. Fight Club every trailer you watch for Fight Club you're like, "Man, they did not know how to sell this film." One there's a trailer where it makes it look like a romantic comedy where Brad Pitt's the funny friend. Um, there's like all the trailers had different tones because they couldn't figure out what the, the, what to say about the movie that yeah. get people to see it. That's what this feels like. It feels like it's not exactly this plot, but they, they couldn't figure out a better way to describe the movie. Maybe, um, or maybe it's just a bad trailer. It could also just be a bad trailer. It could also be a bad movie. There, there's a, so many reasons. It's oh, all this, to say that I mean, this, this doesn't reflect the quality of the movie in any way. No. Um, and Antonio Banderas is... Yeah, a- Antonio Banderas being in it um, makes me give it a little more um, consideration than I probably normally would. But oh, it, yeah, it but does, he has... It does feel like a very disposable serial killer thriller. Yeah. Any, any number of those that get made every year. Yeah, he's been in a, a couple stinkers, too. He has been. Um He'll Liam Neeson it a little bit where he's just throws himself in a random ass cheap movie. But like, I, I also just think this looks neat. Like the trailer is weird, but it, it, it's got like, it's got like, I don't know, fun little detective vibes, you know, like a, like a copycat or a, or a. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I always like a murder mystery. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm definitely into it just because. Yeah, it's a, it looks like, yeah, fun little murder mystery. Yeah. Also, the title sucks. Cult Killer? What is that? Cult Killer. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking... That, again, that sounds like a um, like a joke. Like it's, like it's a comedy. The original title was apparently The Last Girl. And that also doesn't tell us anything. It really feels like they were struggling with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, but it, it just feels like they, they, they didn't quite figure out this movie. Which makes me want to see it. Yeah? Pro- I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, speaking of... God, there's a lot of weird trailers. Uh, this next trailer is for Origin. This mm. is um, Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, Ava um, DuVernay. Thank you. Um, it's her and it's film. Ba- which it's, you... it's based on the nonfiction book cast. Um, okay. The Origin of Our Discontent is, I believe, the subtitle. And that's where Origin Scott. comes from. John Bernthal, you uh, you shed some light onto it because it was a. It, this is another one where it was like, this has been. What are you about? Yeah, this is. I, I've seen similar uh, uh, reactions to it as it's been making its rounds around the festival circuit. It's both. It's apparently both like because the book it's based on is nonfiction. It's a. It's a. Right. Uh, um, academic book almost about, um, the the implicit or the unspoken caste system in America that was created right. to sort of keep black people oppressed. Um, and the movie is, as I understand it, is both an adaptation of that 
like because the book compares America to caste systems in Nazi Germany and one yeah. other one other time period. I forget what it was, um, but um, it's comparing it to other caste systems in history. So part of the movie, as I understand it, is adapting that aspect of it. And then also part of it is adapting the real life author of, of the book, who is the main character of the movie. And it's sort of documenting her writing the book. Right. It's kind of like um, an ironic adaptation, the Charlie Kaufman film, <laughs> where it's like, it, it feels like that same idea where it's like adapting the book by talking about the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, um, it's funny because the trailer, I feel like they're, it, it, they're being very nice about what the pattern is. Cause the trail feels like she keeps saying like, what, what is connects all these things, you know? Um, and I'm watching, I'm like, it's white, it's white people. It's white, <laughs> it's people. white supremacy. <laughs> yeah. It's white supre- it's white but supremacy. it's just like, I, I, I applaud the movie for not yeah. for like pretending to do the work where yeah. they're like, what is it? What could it be? And I'm like, I, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's the, it's the honkies. It's those honkies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that, this looks awesome. Um, it's a very difficult trailer for this reason where you're it's, watching I and you're can't, like, this the, feels like it it's Im- about everything. Like I can't, this was probably an impossible, a seemingly impossible book to adapt because it's not, like I said, it's a nonfiction book. It's not a narrative. Right, like it, it right. is an analytical yeah. like book about like a sociological book about right. american this history <laughs> like, this isn't the da vinci code no I, mean that, like, it, I don't think i don't think hollywood was going around being like who do we get to make this yeah i think she came to them and said i wrote this um script based on it. like it, this feels like something where it wouldn't have been adapted if she didn't oh i mean yeah right she has a uh, ava DuVernay has enough she gets to pick her projects so like yeah uh, yeah this is I think this the author has won a Pulitzer Prize. I I, I apologize. Oh, yeah. I forget her name. Um, so like she absolutely Isabella just... uh, Wilkerson, I assume, because that's yes, the co-writer. yes, that yes. Um, so yeah, I'm sure she just was like, I'm going to adapt this book, and I yeah. think it's Netflix was like, yep, you are. Yeah, do it. But just put. Big I think Oprah it's Netflix. It. <laughs> yeah, just want put, big Oprah. Put a, put a giant Oprah in. <laughs> People don't know that's the best part of wrinkling time. Best part of wrinkling time was a giant Oprah. Yeah, just a big Oprah. Yeah, it was terrible. In a suburban backyard. Yeah, like kaiju Um, Oprah, kaiju-sized Oprah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when we say big Oprah, we We mean mean big Oprah. Yeah, we mean colossal Oprah. (laughs) Yeah, like a Lord of the Rings character. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, But no, this looks this looks very good. Um, I'm I'm double checking to see if I was right about. Oh no! I Net- love... Netflix is totally wrong. It's not a Netflix movie. I apologize. Uh, uh, limited I... release by Neon, and it's going to be a wide release this month. Okay, I love poor Nick Offerman. Where like he's, I believe, a pretty liberal guy. He is. But whenever they need a non, they, whenever they need like a hick type, uh, they grab him and they're like, "Oh yeah, Get in there, he's Nick. fully in a MAGA hat in this." Yeah, in of course this. he is. Yeah, he know he has MAGA face. He knows he does. He has MAGA face. Yeah, exactly. And he knows he does. He's made it work for him. <laughs> yeah, I bet this is a really good movie that's going to be extremely annoying in general on social media and all the discourse around it. It is going to be exhausting. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes is going to be exhausting. All the coverage. 
everything's going to be exhausting, right? Uh, about uh, this yeah, fucking ben movie. Shapiro's going to shit his pants yeah. and all, all of, of his that. ilk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's, it shouldn't be that way. Right. Re- and I don't re- regardless the right regardless of the quality of the film. Exactly. I, I don't even mean just from right wing. I think just, it'll be exhausting in general to talk about. So like, I'm probably hopefully just gonna watch it quietly. Um, and that's that and disengage with everything else. Cause like that don't look up movie. I don't know if that movie was good Ugh. because the online, I never saw it. I did everything about it. Okay. Well, everything about it was exhausting. And I was just like, I'm not the, the, the movie itself that. was exhausting. Think of two hours of the most obvious satire. Right. Oh yeah. I saw that. Um, Obama movie. The, um, the, uh, oh I, yeah. I just, it's similar, similar, the the I saw that. Oh, that was weird. I forget I what it was called. About that so much. <laughs> Shit. Um, leave the world behind. There it is. Very weird movie. Sweet. Oddly cynical, which kind of made me like be like Obama. What the, what's going on here? Are you okay? Um, but also <laughs> he's sick of us. Not, he's sick of all of us. I don't know. Man. Now, I'm it, tell it was kind of weird. I've had it with you. It was a weird I've had it movie. with all of you. <laughs> um, but see it, Tom, because I want to talk to someone about it because it was no. I wanted weird. to watch. Yeah, it's on my list. Well, I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah, it's on the it's on the Netflix. It's on the net. Um, uh, that one is on the Netflix. Yeah. Not Origin Anything though. You'll have about... to watch Origin in a theater or rent it. Oh, okay. Uh no, it looks good. Um I yeah. want to see it. Uh let's talk about Love Lies Bleeding with these fucking dirt bags. Hell so yeah. many dirt bags in this. So many glorious dirt bags in this movie. It's it's Kristen Stewart and a bunch of other actors that I don't recognize apart Ed from Harris. Ed Harris. Ed Harris in a glorious like Edgar Winter Skullet. He looks like so he looks like the gritty remake of the Greasy Strangler. Yes. Like this has Napoleon Dynamite slash Greasy sl- Strangler, but gritty aesthetic. If that makes sense, like not comedy, but they all look like that that level of like no, throwback dirtbag. Not com. Well, there's there's a comedic bent to this trailer. It's a lot of oddballs. Yeah. Um. So there is a bit of a of a, like an impish tone to the trailer, not outright comedic, but there's a bit of, no. a, of a cheekiness to the trailer, but it is pretty gritty. Yeah, it's the director of St. Maude. Um, I still I, haven't seen I, that. I still haven't. I need I'm, I'm going to watch it soon because I've heard good things about it. This looks good. I, I, I mean, Kristen Stewart, she's one of the few actresses left that like. If she's in something, I'm usually like, oh, I bet that's really good. Kind of like Elijah Wood, where it's like, I know that's going to be good and weird. Right. Like, I know if you picked it, it's going to be weird in some way that's appealing. Yeah. And so that alone, I'm like, I got to see this. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm into this. I'm into this. Yeah. It um, appears to be about a woman who falls in love with uh, a, a bodybuilder and they do crimes together. Yeah. And ladies. also her dad is Ed Harris. Who's like this kingpin hitman type character and they get in bad with him or something. They end up doing yeah, yeah. a hit for him and it goes bad or something. And now they're on the, it's a crime movie. It's a crime movie yeah. with Kristen Stewart Skullet. and Ed Harris with a glorious skullet. Yeah. Dave um, Franco's there apparently. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. He's the yeah. the slimy guy with the sunglasses in the trailer. Yeah. It uh it looks I don't know, it looks pretty fun even though it might not actually be fun. Yeah, it could go the way of like Atomic Blonde 
which I did enjoy, right. but, but was kind of a let, like, it just wasn't great. Like it wasn't as cool as right. it should have been. Um, so there were, there was like a lot of John Wick pretenders right after John Wick came out. And this doesn't look like that to be clear. Um, it's just sort of shot in a similar way that atomic blonde was shot. So yeah. I guess that's why I'm making the connection. Yeah, no, that, uh, that makes sense. But, um, yeah. no, this movie looks good. It does. Um, this next one, so the the last three movies on this list were ones that I was like, oh, this could be a more hype film, but I didn't quite love them, so I just threw them in here. Does that make sense? Fair. This one is humanist vampire seeking consenting suicidal person. Um, what do you yeah, think of where uh, this is? Twee the right one in. Um, yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't put it as my more hype, where it, it, it feels looks, very twee. It looks okay. Like, I I, yeah. I, I, I like the fact that it's uh, uh, an international movie, like a foreign film, or uh, because I'm always into watching comedies um, yeah. f- from, from other countries, because comedy's different. It's one of those things that's based on culture and stuff. Uh, so right. I'm always uh, interested in watching that. Um but it is it does feel like well trod territory at this point especially with like what we do in the shadows already yeah. in its fifth season and come like coming to an end on FX and the idea of comedy right. vampires has been pretty solid for the past decade so it's like yes. oh and another one it's like zombie anything exactly it's like we, we have it it's becoming funny vampires are becoming zombies for me Right. Also, the title is very twee. It also yeah. describes, if people are wondering what it's about, it's exactly that. It's about a vampire who feels bad killing people yeah, she doesn't want and to looks eat for people. a suicidal person. It also feels like, do you, do you agree with me where it's like, I think I know this entire film. They're going to both learn to love life together, fall in love, she'll turn him into a vampire, and they'll learn to be vampires together. Like, that's what it feels like, right? Maybe. Like, the suicidal person won't be, you know, it's not going to end with her killing him. Like, I don't think it'll end with her eating this guy. That's the most boring, most predictable version, right? Is like movies always have a twist. So the twist will be that she does not kill this guy when assumes. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he kills her. I don't know. know. Maybe. You, you, You would think like, I don't know how they would change is he would learn to love life and she would lose some respect for it. Right. Cause that's the only direction their characters right, can go. Exactly. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what this movie's about. I don't know what they yeah, want to do I with it. I mean, it looks funny enough. It's just, like I said, it, it's just sort of, I'm a little over funny vampires at, at the moment. Yeah. Um, nothing against oh, no, this film. 100%. I'll probably still watch this movie. Yeah. It looks, it looks interesting, yeah. but it is, you know, it's not my favorite. My my favorite is the next trailer. <laughs> this is the goat. Man. This is French? Yeah, I think so, yeah. They sure sounded <laughs> French. Is, <laughs> it's a historical, loosely based of a true story about a lawyer defending a goat. Yep, defending um, a goat in court. And it's like broad comedy, but French. It's like broken lizard comedy. It's like super trooper style, but it's French, which I think is delightful because when I think French, I, I just automatically... Piece. Right. French to me is like dignified, right? It's the person that the pie goes in the face of. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so to see Ten like... banana know, cream pies. Right. I know this is very stupid. Yeah. I mean, but I'm just delighted by seeing French people be like wacky. And I'm like, look at them go. It's a guilt movie. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is this? I no, can't it wait. Looks, it looks really funny. 
It does. Like it's the, it the, the, premise, the premise is this, this lawyer who just desperately needs a win. So he gets this this uh, poor farm girl who comes to him. It's like nobody else will represent me. Um, my this my little my little sister, I think she calls her. Uh, she's on she's she's on trial for I forget what the crime is, and she hands him a, a drawing, and it's a drawing of a little girl tending a goat, and he misunderstands and thinks it's a little girl. And he's like, well, how old is she? It's just 11. So he thinks he's defending an 11-year-old girl. And he's like, oh, this is a slam dunk. Like, no, I, right. I'm obviously going to get a win here. Nobody's going to convict an 11-year-old girl. And then he no, sees it's a goat. goat. Record scratch. Oh, I bet this his, is a real piece His of shit. client is a goat. <laughs> That's the thing. If this was... A, if this was a, like a Rob Schneider movie? Film, yeah, if this was like a broad comedy or or rather a, like a big budget comedy i have zero interest in it the fact that it's like an indie french film about a guy defending a goat i'm just like absolutely yes. and it's a period I'm piece in. like it's yeah it's old-timey wigs and, and and french court and shit yeah you can barely <laughs> find this movie online. Ma- maximum silliness it's not an imdb but if you if you Google this is the goat exclamation point, you'll get the film. You, and you I love it. that you brought a movie that no one can find. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but now they can. Let's move on. That's all right. All right. This is the goat. Uh, this one is getting some buzz. This is destroy all neighbors. I mean, just the fucking. Um, this was a real big contender for more, more hype, but I think it's going to get. A good amount of hype. It also has a lot of people in it. It has it Alex Winter. Um, Alex Winter bringing back his, like, what, Freaked? His Freaked. I, th- uh, I think that's Freaked is what it's called, right? Yep, Freaked. Yeah. Uh, it's the same vibe as Freaked. It's um, uh, Jonah Ray Rodriguez. Yeah, Thomas Mr. Lennon, Camille Nanciani is in there. Yep. Um, I think Jonah um, Jonah Hill is the, the fucking... Um, Jonah... Rodriguez. Right, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> Jonah Hill. Uh, he's the main guy. Yes, and yeah. I think like Camille's di- clearly a cameo. Thomas Lennon seems like he's in it a lot. Alex Winter seems like he's in it. It looks like it's... I'm trying to describe the aesthetic. It's gore aesthetic, right? It's like puppet gore. Um, yeah. And it's not horror, but it's like... It's... Obviously has horror vibes. It's a, it's trauma. It's a trauma, trauma. vibe. Yeah, it's like polished trauma. Yeah. Which I, I think is going to become a thing. I think the Toxic Avenger might get people to start doing more trauma style stuff, but I, I could be wrong there. Um, And it looks, I don't know, this looks fun. Yeah, no, I'm into it. I, I like Jonah Rodriguez. Um, like, I like his verse of MST3K. Um, I like these kinds of movies. Like I'm ge- generally a trauma fan. I'm not super into everything trauma does. Um, oh no! And again, this isn't a trauma film. It's no, just no, 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 no. It's it's it's, it's, it's just a, clearly at least inspired by at least the aesthetic, like you said. Yeah, um, it's about a musician who accidentally kills his neighbor, who seems to come alive as some sort of zombie. Yeah, um, and that's, then a, that's all we can tell. Using him and his reanimated body parts as his band, basically, because he's trying to. Yeah record his album that everyone is telling him is terrible right <laughs> it looks fun and it looks it, fun it looks like a like a classic well not a classic but like a bit of like i'm trying to think of a, a kind of like arsenic and, and again, old lace like a farcical almost yeah. horror movie where it's like 
it's a bit about like hiding the bodies and hiding the crimes that you've committed. Right. Um, yeah. And again, it looks, it really does look like it could have been a Guar movie. Yeah. Like Guar would have been the band that he made or something like that. Um, it's just got that. Yeah. Gr- like Gore puppet um, look to it. That is, it's, it doesn't mean like, it's one of those aesthetics where it's like, that doesn't mean a movie will be good, but it's definitely still like, and we're getting more of it. Like, I feel like the indie indie horror, we're getting more and more of this look like the psycho Gorman look, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I'm like, I, I feel like we'll get a little oversaturated with it at some point, but right now I'm still delighted by it. And again, a little vibe of like freaked of like, uh, it's a punk I, rock that, vibe. Yeah. It's like freaked is not, like it's not the same as trauma you know what i mean like it's a little it's like the more kid friendly gross it's a little sillier yeah um so yeah that's all to say that it looks it's very unique and i i feel like people will sort of know it's also got demorge brown um so that's cool so i don't yeah. know it's got a lot it's got a lot of good talent in it and it, and it looks kind of fun so i'm excited for it yeah i like the throwback in the name too Dest- oh, yeah. destroy, destroy all monsters all, yeah yeah <clears throat> um yeah we can move on all right that's it for trailers let's thank some more producers let's do it big old thank you to dan hackroyd thank, thank you. you thank you to davy the ghost of east las vegas francis thank you thank you to david knife boot henson thank you thank you to De- deborah's awesome barbara's great and cancer can go to hell thank you thank you to dracula the bus driving vampire thank you uh, thank you to Driftless and his Elephant Army. Demand you watch Lair of the White Worm. Do it. Thank you to E.T., the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thanks so much. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you to Happy Holidays from the Ghost of Davey and Dave Andrew Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Heathless Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Issue 3 is out now. Gorge yourself on our fiction. Gorge. Thank you. Thank you to Jay the Crow Baron says, build a guillotine in rich people's yard 2024. Thank you. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank, Thank you to Look Mom on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mabel. Step on me. Step on Step me. on me. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Defoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank and you. And thank you to Mongolian throat skanking. Oh, yeah. Pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up. Um, Stories, new stories. New stories, Um, The big one, and I didn't include any trailers because I'm already sick of this. Steamboat Willie is now public domain, so there's like at least two Steamboat Willie horror movies coming out. Sure. I'm, it's fine. Just like the Winnie the Pooh horse shit, the blood and honey thing. Yeah. It's, I get the satisfaction, but it's like, my least favorite version of sticking it to corporations, I guess. Like Where I saw it's... when it went public domain, people were like posting all these pictures of Steamboat Willie on Twitter, and I'm like, I think you could still you could do already that. do that. Yeah. yeah, like it's the thing is, is everybody's making the same thing. Right. Like there's there's a million Mickey doing 911s. There's a million Nazi Mickey shits. Right, and again, it's like you could still do that stuff. I know Disney can sue people and will. Um, and that's why I get why people are more satisfied by it. 
But I just, I don't care about Steamboat Willie. I just, I don't know, man. If it was like Jack Sparrow, if by some like weird legal loophole, it was Jack Sparrow, I think that would be hilarious, you know? Um, yeah. I just, don't, I don't, it's fine. Whatever. Steam, I get, I get it. Cause he looks, he's Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey Mouse, but it's just called something else. Yeah. It's I just, it's the fact that you the, you put it in here as immediately triggering several horror films. It's just like yeah, it's bums me out of how lazy. Every, right, everybody got the same idea. Like, would it be great if we made a horror film? And it's like yeah, it's like we all have the same fucking idea, really. Like that's the best right. you can come up with is the three the same three things. The and thing like the Nazi like, stuff isn't even jokes. That's just Nazis being like, hey, Mickey. oh yeah, it's it's <clears> more just that. It, it more speaks to the fact that there's just nothing interesting about Steamboat Willie, where it's like, yeah, that's those are the ideas. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. Right, there's, it's on. a nothing cartoon. It's a mouse driving a boat. Yeah. Like, we can do exactly. whatever we want with them. Like, y- yeah, you you can. Yeah, uh, you could you could already do it with parody. Yeah, right. Like, you already, like, that's, fu- that's the funniest thing is stuff like photoshops of Steamboat Willie crashing into the twin towers that you could make that already like you didn't yeah you could have posted this image already exists i guarantee you like yeah (laughs) it's yeah i I don't know again like i don't i don't want to this is these these would be be the mad at people having fun i just boring people during the purge i swear (laughs) i'm not gonna pay for this candy bar i'll see that that's what i would (laughs) that's actually how i'd spend the purge though yeah because like, what else am I gonna do? I guess I do like, I tried to do like money crimes. I guess. Oh, a money plane. plane. I do a yeah, money do plane. A money plane. You do a money plane during yeah. the purge. That's what you do, Dave. You put yeah, Steamboat Willie on a money plane. Now he's money plane Willie. <laughs> oh man, money plane. Yeah, Willie. I don't know. This is all to say, like, I don't know what, uh, like, I don't know what I do that's creative with Steamboat Willie. That's why I'm just like, there's nothing to do. Like exactly. I, I don't know. Like that's the thing. <laughs> this changes nothing to me. Where it's like, nobody needs us. You know, like it's just Winnie it's it's Pooh, it's just funny. It's like I could actually see like Winnie the Pooh movies come out. Um, that might be a good take on Winnie the Pooh. You know what I mean? Steamboat Willie. It's just like, all right, we'll put it on the shelf. We don't need Steamboat Willie. So yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's just funny to me. <laughs> yeah. A hundred years of a, a of a legal gag on 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 people using this character is lifted. Yeah, and this is. But there's just nothing to do. Yeah, with right, it. this is the the limit of the expression around that right. character. Is but again, what I think did no, Right, because again, there's nothing to him. Like Wizard right. of Oz. If we got Wizard of Oz, like something with an actual plot, Steamboat Willie. We will get Wizard of Oz pretty, know, the pretty soon. Cartoon, I think. Yeah. Like that that I, book is bound like, to be public domain shortly, if not already. It's got to be right, and then we might get some good stuff from it. But like Steamboat Willie, he 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 pilots pilots. He captains the boat. He whistles right, and that's it. That's the cartoon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't. I, does anything Pete's else happen? There. I don't Pete? really. Re- uh, Pete, you know from uh, you remember Goof Troop? No, um, I don't. Pete's the big mean dog that always fucks with them. You're oh, a goof. Pete. That guy. Oh, Pete. Pete's there. Got yeah, it. Pete's there. He's Is the, he public domain now? Probably. Cool. <laughs> make a Pete. Make a make a Pete horror movie. Yeah, do it. Fuck it. Cowards. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Let's move on. Um, speaking of cartoon stuff, Coyote uh, versus Acme is now like 
they have like images released and they're saying it's going to come out in 2024, um, which implies at least that there's some sort of deal. Someone bought it. I would, this is my limited understanding is the fact that they've said, see you in 2024 and they released a still from the film means that somebody else has the distribution rights. Yeah, this is spiteful. But for me, it's not enough that the movie comes out. I feel like Warner Brothers needs to be punished. Um, well, all right. So I guess if Warner Brothers sold it to someone else and then it does Avatar money, that would be good, right? Because that means Warner Brothers gets punished, essentially. They, like, they sell it to someone else and that person makes all the money yeah. they could have made. I do but, know that uh, uh, at least one representative has put forth legislation looking to curtail oh, right. this practice of killing fully produced movies for a tax break. And they likened it yeah, to burning it, down your house for insurance money, which I agree with, uh, honestly. It's tax fraud. Yes, they're committing it's tax fraud. fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're doing you can't it take like a, You can't take a write-off on money you spent just because you think the investment's not going to pay off. That's not fucking fair. I don't get to do no. that. No. I don't get to invest... $20,000 or however much into some cockamamie project and halfway through be like, I don't think this is going to make my money back. I'd like to kill this and get the tax refund. Wait, Tom, can we? I don't can we f- make podcasts? Man, maybe we can, Dave. Yeah, can we make podcasts? Dave, can and not we put them commit out? tax fraud? And like write off like the expenses? Like just invent shows and kill them. <laughs> yeah, and like put really like buy really expensive things for the show can specifically. we can we the producers our way through this maybe we can still make the podcast we make now we can just make fake ones. right we'll just invent podcasts that we're never going to make all right uh well we'll look into that but we'll ask the accountant but right for now yeah i'm glad this movie's getting fucking seen because it also just looks good um but also, just fuck them. I don't know. I, I At this point, I'm with Warner Brothers again. Like, I feel bitter where I'm like, it's not enough that we win. Oh, they yeah. There's, yeah. The David Zaslav is a scumbag piece of shit. Yeah. I need, I need, <laughs> the, every, I need them. Like, they're, everything they've done as a, as a studio and company over the past year is everything that's wrong with uh, the way yeah. businesses are run, the way media is run, the way we treat art. Uh, the way we treat humanities in this country. It's like a, it's, it's an example of like 90 different things. That's fucking wrong (laughs) with with the way that we do things. And it feels like I'm watching game of Thrones where I'm just like, is he going to get punished yet? You know, it's real Joffrey. It's real Joffrey. It's like, man, fucking season four needs to get here. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, it's season three when he dies. Wow. Spoilers for game of Thrones. Spoilers for game of Thrones. Um, should we thank some more producers? Probably. All right. All right. Big old thank you to tell your wife how many Patreon subscriptions you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank you. Do it. Thank you to musical guest, Luda Christmas Children's Choir. Thank that's you. Gonna take me, that's going to take me a while to get used to. Uh, thank you to No One Can Hear You Screaming Space McNulty. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you so much. Think of the Numino Ultra Microscopic Silicon Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishment Terrianism Jones. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to Ed Nug. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you so much. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you. Thank you to Sorry Cop, World's Most Laughable Centrist. Hey, thanks. Hey. 
All right, let me swoop in here. <laughs> Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to all the nurses in the Einstein neonatal ICU. We did it. We made it through 2023. Thank you. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to the Tubi Terror Bunny says the strikes may be over, but egg David Zaslav for fun and profit. Thank you. Just talking about that. Thank you to these seven Bs. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Guys keep making me sing. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Thank you. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Why Don't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thanks. And thanks to your mom. Thanks. Yeah, there's there's more people who are going to make you sing. Oh, I know. Soon. Now that I've said it, we're going to get like five of them. Oh, yeah. Um, also, to, to pre- Neonatal, I forgot to change your name back, but I will I will next week. Neonatal, by the way, is ironically the button on the top of every baby's head. <laughs> so just a little insight. Oh yeah. Into uh into that that patron. Sure. Giving us a little inside info about babies. Speaking of insight, Dave. Yeah, do you have it. any insight into no. a movie that per, that maybe deserves more hype? Oh, yes. Yeah, I do. I totally do. Sorry, I didn't think I did and then I realized I totally did. Then didn't, fucking push some air through your lips and tell us about mm. it, Dave. What a treat. Is- 2024 first movie that deserves more hype. Yep, and this is coming out this month. This is coming out January 12th, limited, in theaters. Uh, this is also Chile's submission for uh, international feature this year for the Oscars. It's called The Settlers. Um, it's not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is not. We're not going to have fun. It's not like the goat movie. Um, this looks bleak as shit. Um, it takes place about it's 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 um a western i think it takes place in chile and it is about uh the the fucking massacre of a bunch of native americans um a historic event that i should really know the name of uh, um before talking about something that like happened in chile and no one fucking talks about um it is a western that follows like a few people including one native american as they're going on this, I guess, journey, they're, they're exploring um, and just doing atrocities. <laughs> um, the, 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 the reviews very, point, very much point out that it's like, not only is it about this group of people who don't trust each other, who are doing terrible things, but they also just, they don't get closer doing it. Like it, it, the quote from this review for Variety, where the bonds of least of a at least companionship might be expected to form. Instead, we get further mistrust and betrayal amid bouts of grotesque barbarity that allow Bill, which is the main character, or no, a side character, to enlarge his trophy collection, a grisly string of severed human ears. Um, so yeah, sounds fucking brutal. Um, it's a first-time director. It's apparently gorgeous, like the cinematography is gorgeous, but it is just like a kind of a punishing look at this time and this awful thing that happened. Um, yeah. Um, I'm really into this. Uh, I got big, the nightingale vibes from this. Yep. The uh, Pinochet um, coop. Sorry. I've, coup. Wait, coup. no, that's, that's not what this is about. This, no, that's not it. Sorry. That's I'm, I'm just going through. Yeah. This is anyway, about sorry, this. It's a, it's about the genocide of the, um, Selknam people who lived in Terra del, del yeah. Fuego. And that, that's what it, 
that's what he's doing. That's it's you remember when we covered Quigley Down Under a while ago, Dave? You remember, yeah. the, you remember the premise of Quigley Down Under was Alan Rickman was hiring sharpshooters to come and shoot all of the natives off of his land. Right. That's the premise of this movie. Got it. That's yeah, what he's that's what the main character is doing. Yeah, you just mentioned Nightingale, right? Mm-hmm. That's um very similar tone where it's like this is a very good movie that I'll only watch once. A very good movie about colonialism and imperialism that is punishing and gut-wrenching and you'll never want to see it again. That's the Nightingale. Exactly. Um yeah. this and movie this. looks like that, but they do say that the uh, m- most of the violence is off screen or at least they yes. show a lot of restraint they they leave you th- what what the little snippets you have here from the reviews seem to suggest that they do more of the Im- impressionistic violence rather than showing you graphic gore which was a big part of why the nightingale was so difficult to get through yeah the, the, but the it does look years. it does look like even from the trailer um it looks amazing like all of there are so many shots in the trailer that just look like incredible single still frames that you would hang on your wall. It's all this, this bleak landscape. Um, And there's one sequence that they show a bunch in the trailer and uh, in the little review write-ups, we know that this is a a pretty significant sequence in the film, but it all takes place in mist and it's supposed to be this huge massacre, but we don't get to see it because it's all in this misty forest. That's really oppressive. And we see a lot of those shots in the trailer and it looks so good. Yeah, the quote, the brutality is rarely graphic, but so evocative that the weight of it uh, infects even the film's slower, ostensibly more peaceful passages with heavy dread. So like it is, it is, yeah, very much about, it's about violence without showing much, which actually reminds me of the zone of interest a little bit as well, um, where it's clearly going to be this very beautiful film about a horrific act that is not trying to shock you. It's not trying to be like, look how shocking our scenes are. Um, it's more of just, it's it's more about the horrificness without having to like actually show a lot of it, which I appreciate because I would argue that if you're a good filmmaker, you don't have to show it. Um, yeah. And so this is one of those cases where it's kind of like a flex, you know, where it's like, we're going to, make your fucking we're gonna put your guts in a knot at this violence without actually showing you the violence um and so yeah hard sell very hard sell it looks like it looks like a good bleak western if you're into like ghost westerns or uh, like real nihilistic western yeah or like real nihilistic westerns which i guess are the same thing (laughs) You'll probably be into this. Like if you're like, yeah, you you probably be into this if you're into those kind of movies. But it, it right. just from a filmmaking standpoint, it looks amazing. The shots look incredible. Yep. It's also only ninety minutes. Um, it's again a first time director, which is kind of amazing. Because right away I'm like, shit, I can't wait to see their next things. Then if this is the, what they're opening with, yeah, um, that's kind of incredible. Um, so yeah, the settlers. Um, yeah. Check it out. Put check it out on the trailer. Your list of bleak things. Yeah. yeah. Check out the you trailer. Get at least. Bummed out. Watch that trailer and and, and decide if, if you'd like to add that to your Rolodex of uh, depressing truths about the world. <laughs> it's hard, man, because uh, without giving up, giving away too much, I watched the Zone of Interest. Oh yeah. That's a movie where maybe it's be. This might be because what it's about is a lot more like 
I I've been able you know I I learned about the Holocaust in second grade I I known about it for longer so like maybe it like it's still gut wrenching but in a I don't want to say a more abstract way. Like, you know what I'm getting at here, which is like, it, I was watching that and I'm like, damn, this is really good. And it didn't leave me feeling like, like, like you've already, so you've disturbed already, because I've already, already reckoned, processed the things. Right. You've already reckoned yeah. with it. We've already, like I saw Showa and Schindler's list in, in school. Exactly. I've uh, already yeah. processed the atrocities there. So it was just like a different way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, whereas this, it feels like, Maybe not the same, just because I'm. I mean, I I have an inkling of what happened here. Um, right. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's the called the settlers. It's a very. It's yeah. I assume it's not dissimilar from what happened in America, and like I said, I just compared it to what happened in Australia. So it's like this is a yeah. thing that happens or that had happened around the world. So yeah. So this is probably a very good movie. Yes. About that very terrible about thing. So shitty yeah, check it things out. that. People do. Anyway. Watch it with the goat film. Watch yeah, it back to back. Pair it with the goat Obviously, film. start with the goat film, you know, and then and then get do the set. Go to bed with the settlers. Yeah, exactly. And then just have that in your dreams. That's all. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. We provide a good service for people, Dave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I and that's so. a sewed. <laughs> that's a sewed, folks. Oh man. First sewed of twenty twenty four, Dave. <laughs> It was a good sode. It was a good sode. Um, it's been so long, I forget which one of us says words first. Is well, it you? Well, what we usually do is we say thank you so you much for being on the show. You say words first. Yep, and then they give their plug, and I expertly transition into our plug and say, like, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y, unemployed, gamefully unemployed. On Patreon, we have exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spielboys. We watch movies every Friday night. That's the night when this comes out. Um, we, we watch that with patrons. Probably not be watching The Settlers. No, probably not. But probably we watch not. fun things. We usually watch fun or weird um or bad things. Sometimes they're bad. We watch, uh, we watch a lot of trash. We, we watch a lot of popcorn movies. Right, it's friends sitting around talking over movies. And yeah. so if you want to be part of that, you should join our Patreon. Um, and then we also have like custom We Just Watched episodes, custom podcasts uh, on bigger tiers, um, and a whole Discord community. Check a, it out. A, a vibrant, lovely, uh, supportive, awesome Discord community. So definitely yeah. check that out. Uh, we also have a store. Uh, head over to GameFlateEmployee.com. You'll find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So check that out. Um, yeah. settle your peepers onto that. Oh yeah. Um Settlers tie-in. <laughs> violently click that link. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Fucking God. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> what a plug, God. Dave. <laughs> what a plug. We're great at this. We're so good. 2024! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! New Woo! us! <laughs> my second act, in my second act. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Bye.
Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.